and we're live. Here we go again. I'm Jesse. <laughs> and I'm Mark. And Welcome to Sonic Serial. Yeah. Um, this is where we um, talk about some of our favorite albums, track by track. And today we're continuing with <clears throat> Air and their album 10,000 Hertz Legend, which was recorded in Paris and London, released in 2001. And today we're doing tracks 6, 7, 8, Lucky and Happy, Sex Born Poison, and People in the City. That's right. So, we're gonna start off with track 6 from the album Lucky and Unhappy. And why don't you give us an review? <laughs> My first impression is that this sounds like it could be from a John Carpenter film from the eighties. Do you get? Do you get? Do you know that? Yeah, I I, I get that. I like the song because it's soothing and hypnotic, and it has that vibe. Um, and it's actually my favorite on the album. Really? Yeah. Um, Why? I I just like it. Just I just like it. And when was the last time you heard this song? <laughs> Where were you when you first heard this song? When I first heard it, I don't know, it was in the early 2000s. Okay. Because yeah. I was a, you know, I was like everyone else. I loved the last album and then got this one and listened to it. But yeah. then didn't spend as much time as well, the last one. That's not my <clears throat> personal experience. <laughs> well, I already shared this, but yeah, I bought this album because I saw The Virgin Suicides and I really liked it. And so I went out and I was like, I'm going to get an Air album. And this was their latest one at the time. So I was like, mm. I'll try this out. But yeah, going back to the song, uh, the production on this is mostly electronic and it begins with the bouncy synth bass and skittish beats and the verses are half singing and half spoken word and the singing is all the same notes so it kind of makes it sound robotic and then when the chorus comes in there's this acoustic guitar that joins in and Throughout the song, these like sci-fi synths twinkle, and the vocals are done by Jason Falconer, Ken Andrews, and Lisa Papano, who has collaborated with M83. Oh, I like M83. Yeah, me too. I think they're also French. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like this song because it feels like. You know how some songs, they come together like a puzzle? You know, like you craft them like they're really precision. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I like that it feels really well crafted. Yeah. Um, and also, JB sings without much processing to his voice. Or mm -hmm. at least it sounds a little less synthy. Or mm. what you call yeah, it? Yeah, it's more raw, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I think it works with the rest <clears throat> of the song. And are you familiar with Tangerine Dream? I am. They did um, the music for Firestarter, starring mm. Drew Barrymore. <laughs> um, 
If they, like, this kind of sounds like if they were good at pop. My dad also listened to them. Really? Yeah, it was weird. He would take us on drives at night. <laughs> Put Tangerine Dream Yeah. Those strange musical tastes. It was better than my dad would put on like bread. <laughs> my mom had one of the records. Yeah, that sounds like such a white person band, bread. Anyway, I think that's yeah. Okay. Um, as far as live performances go, I couldn't find any recorded performances of the song but I do believe that they played this on their first tour and what about the song meaning or the lyrics well although they're like really abstract I think it's pretty straightforward I think it's about having a life you may have dreamed of but still feeling dissatisfied or empty and I don't know maybe that's just coming from a personal place (laughs) Because I've definitely been feeling that lately. What, that you have the life that you dreamed of, but you're still empty? Well, or maybe it's not. I mean, it's really good. (laughs) It's like living in luxury and stuff. Like, I think about that. Like, I have a pretty good life. It's nice, you know. And, uh, or that someone else may have dreamed of this. You know, it's all about perspective. That you have to think about it from... And Someone else. No, I think it's the... Yeah, I feel like a lot of times in my life I've had a life that I dreamed of. But it's still... I still feel dissatisfied because I guess the dream and the reality didn't match up. Right. Or maybe just I realized why did I... Was this worth dreaming about? Yeah. I mean, it's like you imagine one thing... And you stay very firm on it, but it may go another way. And you're like this, like, it's kind of being control freak. Like, everything's not how it's supposed to be. Maybe I'm getting off track. No. But, I mean, in thinking about it from Air's perspective, I think, uh, I mean, it's their second album. So I feel like they're trying to adjust to the success and how they were making it in the music industry and their life as touring musicians. And I feel like when I think about that, sometimes it could, it feels like it could be very daunting and like you're going from place to place, staying in hotel rooms, being, are you thinking about this yourself as a musician thinking like you sort of dream about this life, but if you had it, yeah, it's kind of me or like reconciling. I don't know. Like, um, just telling myself maybe it's good <laughs> that I'm not in this business because you know kind of it can suck sometimes like you it seems like you would have jet lag and I'm not very good with stuff like that like under pressure you're being talked to by like press and journalists and being asked questions and you have to so do you it. want all the all the fame and notoriety oh, of being I want famous all the glam, that actually the glam aspects like okay but um yeah just like thinking about it like you're going from hotel room to hotel room and you're being in all these like great places all over the world that you may have wanted to explore at one point in your life but you're not even being able to get to see any of them because it's just like from hotel room to venue and then on the bus again. And just like, 
it's it gets it seems like it could get repetitive after a while and you miss your family and your home and your bed and stuff like that <laughs> that certainly was one <laughs> very elaborate example sorry that was good but yeah uh <laughs> So, in talking about terms of the lyrical structure, um, I think, yeah, the verses are just repeating questions and figuring out what's needed and what what you're feeling at this point. Or, like, yeah, it's kind of existential because it's, like, these questions of, do I feel helium dreams? Do I feel fresh impacts? Endless nights? Venus Joy. It's very poetic. Um, and these all sound like positive things. But it's like... Maybe when you're being thrown around from place to place, party to party... <laughs> you, you have something with going from place to place to place. Yeah, you're just like being hit with this wave. Or like talking to different people... And, like, people being all up in your face, one after the other. Can you imagine? And then, like, you start zoning out, and you're like, do I even feel any of this right now? (laughs) Am I here? I don't know. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do, but do you know this from first, like, from personal experience? I'm just trying to put myself in their shoes, that's all. (laughs) So you're creating a a very elaborate... (laughs) I just kind of like situation. This is something that people like celebrities and musicians and actors or anybody that's in this position of just like Yeah, but think of it this way. You'll never know until you get there. And if you don't like it, you can always step back. No, you can't. <laughs> Tell that to Britney Spears. <laughs> How many times do you think she wanted to step back anyway? Let's not get into that. So yeah, lucky and unhappy, vote for a freestyle life. Like, that's very hippie, like, freestyle life, like... It's also skatey, skatery. Yeah, not having to wake up on time, going to bed whenever you want, not having to answer anybody, and I feel like that's, maybe that's, this is like a cry for help. (laughs) That's what they were trying to, like, get at, like, we just want to be left alone, we just want to make music, and that's it, and just, we don't want to have to deal with this fame stuff but unfortunately they wave the money bags in your eyes and it's very hypnotizing okay let's move on i feel like you have one of those little earpieces and someone's talking into your ear but like two people at once yeah that's exactly what's going on okay um even though the lyrics, as, as were just um, recited, don't really provide a, a linear, like a traditional linear narrative, mm-hmm. i.e. poetic, um, I think it does a really good job of kind of, as you alluded to, conveying like the mood, yeah. you know, like just the words and the way that it's sung and phrased. Yeah. What about remixes? Uh, you heard any? Not this whole album is very um, lackluster in the way of 
of remixes. Yeah, it's not very. It's not there. It's kind of. It's underrated, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I did find one DJ Sam Miguel um, on SoundCloud, and this is his tech remix. And uh, let us know what you think. All right, we are back for track seven, Sex, Born, Poison. Um, yeah, so for this song, they collaborated, collaborated with the band Buffalo Daughter, who are from Japan. Should use your gun of life. And I think this collaboration came about from, you know, just running in the same circle of friends and... There was their uh, Mike Mills, who they worked with on Moon Safari a lot. There, he was the video director and he did the album cover. And so he was friends with Buffalo Daughter and or their record label at least, uh, Grand Royale, who was also I think Beastie Boys are affiliated yeah. with them. Yeah. So the lyrics for them for this song are in English and Japanese. And Air wrote the lyrics and asked Buffalo Daughter to translate them to Japanese. So that's pretty fun. I'd like to do that sometime. <laughs> Are Buffalo Daughter still around? Like, could you of course, I'd, I would just use Google Translate. But they, I guess they didn't have that back then. Um, Buffalo Daughter, I don't know. Do you want me to look it up? <laughs> no, you just said I, you d- I don't remember. You said you were going to do that, so I thought you meant you were going to reach out to them. (laughs) No, I I meant just, like, translate one of my songs. (laughs) Yeah. Aim high. Um, What do you think of this song? I think when you listen to the lyrics, um, it sounds very, like, electronic fairy tale. Um, And... I don't know if you're familiar with Stanislav Lem's like sci-fi stories. Mm-mm. Um, they're very like kind of an electronic future fairy tale. Do you know? They're really good. Any of the titles? Um, off the top of my head. Okay. When did you? I read, read them a long time ago. Like okay. College. College, like. It's your own personal choice, or yeah. well, you know, it was like smoking clove cigarettes and oh dear. <laughs> was it? It's with you, the people that I hung out with. Was that when you were in reading. Seattle? Uh, no, that was uh, Palo Alto. Palo Alto. Yeah, Palo Alto. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine you as a goth smoking clove cigarettes going to the cemetery in the Bay Area or something or where would I have pictures what was the hangout spot in, in when you were going to school in Palo Alto Palo <laughs> the Varsity <laughs> Palo Alto the Varsity Theater which was that's where I saw like Stop Making Sense the David Byrne oh okay but live yeah but it was cool. a really little theater yeah yeah that's, that's where we hung out that's cool. Okay. 
So, as far as production goes, uh, the song begins with an acoustic guitar, followed by sci-fi synths. Then the verse comes in with some robotic singing and subtle effects on each syllable, um, which is really noticeable through headphones. And then suddenly the key changes and the song gets louder and we get some female vocals. And then the song comes down again and we're back to the acoustic guitar with the strings. And it becomes suspenseful and we get these weird distorted laser drums and a distorted bass. I just feel like the song ends on an epic note. So it's it's quite cinematic. And I get this desolate feeling too sometimes when I listen to it. Like I feel like I'm in a desert. I don't know why. But it just feels like very it feel like a very cool song to listen to when you're like camping. <clears throat> FYI. And um the vocals are by the Buffalo Daughter, as I said, but more specifically, Sugar Yoshinaga and Yomiko Ono. And what about the strings? The strings were recorded by Roger Neal, as I mentioned before in the other episode. And it was recorded at... <laughs> Capitol Hill? No, Capitol Records in LA, not Capitol Hill. I'm sorry, I made that mistake on the last episode, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so for me, having grown up taking organ lessons, mm-hmm. I told you, Mrs. Rackleman. Shout out to Ms. Rackleman, girl, wherever you are. She would hit my knuckles with a ruler and then expect that I oh, kept that playing. Oh, messed up. Yeah. Yeah, let us know why you did that, girl. <laughs> um, but I feel like there's like a Wurlitzer sound in there, like that organ you know, mm-hmm. like there's a bit of that. Oh, like was that with the one they used in old haunted house yeah. movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Maybe they did. Yeah. Oh. Let us know in the comments. Anyway, <laughs> and what about live performances? Uh, there's one notable live performance of this song, um, which they performed at Summer Sonic in 2001 in Tokyo, and they were also joined by Buffalo Daughter in this performance. Shout out to Buffalo Daughter. Shout out to Buffalo Daughter. Come on the ep- Let us know if you want to come on the episode sometime. <laughs> we would really love to have we take, you. We welcome all perspectives. Especially ones of people who we like. Yeah. I, I do like Buffalo Daughter. I'll talk about that later. I think. No. (laughs) I'll talk about it now. (laughs) Yeah, I've listened to some of Buffalo Daughter's music, and um, I think one of my favorite songs from them is uh, Jellyfish Blues. I think that's what it's called. It's really cool. They're... 
quite interesting and talented. So you're going to talk about, wait, where are we, sound meanings? Song meaning? <laughs> Live performance? Song meaning? Where are we? <laughs> so, I can only interpret this song as some kind of cautionary tale about the dangers of sex, whether it's for procreation or recreation. I don't know. Like, I feel like it's about... It just that's my interpretation of like <laughs> how so many bad things can be brought about through sex, like whether it's God. feelings or diseases or giving birth to <laughs> a monster. You know what I mean? But there's so many good things too. Yeah, there is, but they're just talking, they're just focusing on the negative aspects. Okay. I don't know, maybe they're, no, they're definitely not, like, celibate or religious or anything. No. But, I don't know. I don't know why they would make a song called Sex Born Boys and it should be called... This... <laughs> I don't know. Usually French people are so... Um, sex positive and this feels so sex negative <laughs> you know what I mean smack that mic around <laughs> um. I mean what do you make of these lyrics shoot use your gun of life poison me and then meet my desire sensors my atom juice of joy like what does that mean like you want it, you want some of my Adam juice of joy. <laughs> I mean the I think they just sounds like a nerd getting laid, like my Adam juice of joy. You wanna fuse my effective circuits? Me my me my desire sensors like. <laughs> Are you trying to do Urkel? <laughs> I don't know. Some kind of dork. I mean, I could just talk in my normal voice. <laughs> I guess. Anyway. Um, I mean, I think it's the it's talking about the themes of desire and love and you know those things, and then maybe the darker side of that. Um. But, I don't know, I feel like they're just sort of bringing up these, I guess, emotions in a lot of ways, and just saying, like, make your own interpretation of it. True. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, pervy, they're very, my impression of them is that they're very profound and passionate, and they just want to... Air? Yeah. Oh. No? Yeah. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about remixes. <laughs> um, so there are no official remixes of this song, but there's a demo, and I feel it's more subdued, and it also contains a different lyric, which is, do you want to go down with me? Instead of what? Um, 
I'm sorry, it's not an alternative lyric, it's an added lyric. Oh, it's an added lyric. Yeah. Don't you want to go me? Don't you want and there's also a cinematic couple. There is? Oh yeah. <laughs> I found it on YouTube. It's it's really good. <laughs> okay. I like it. It just sounded like you were done, and I was like, I think you've also found a cinematic cover. Yeah. Okay. There's a cover that's by Rami, R-O-M-M-Y, from SoundCloud. Um... And yeah, it's worth listening to. All right, we are on to track eight. Yeah, and we're so, also more than half. We're also yeah more than halfway done with the albums. Uh, we forgot to mention that, but yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So, I guess we can say that at the end. But anyway. Give us an overview of People in the City. So it's a fun, synth-heavy song, and it was also the last single off the album. Uh, And what about production on this song? Well, it starts off... Well, um... uh, in the beginning, there's some old school drum machine, old school drum machine s- sounds, and at one point they do some cool stuttering effects with the vocals. <laughs> then, then they have this cool distorted synth breakdown before all this chaos ensues, and you hear crowds and sirens as one would hear in a busy city and I feel like from personal experience (laughs) living in a city you definitely do hear all those sounds but um, yeah and then the song ends with some kind of alarm sound and this one also includes vocals from Julia Saar and Eliza Uh, I feel like the what you <clears throat> said was stuttering kind of vocals. I feel they sound like very robotic. Yeah, that um, adds to like a lot of songs on this album are pretty robotic and adds to that AI element. Well, especially the song like suggested by the title, it it sort of reinforces like the robotic dystopian kind of thing. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it's very <laughs> futuristic. Yeah, it still keeps that theme. Yeah. It's like down to earth, but futuristic. It's like meshing those two worlds. It's like Westworld. Yes, this is very <laughs> Westworld. I don't know if we mentioned that on any other episodes, but this yeah album could very well be like matched to Westworld. Yeah. That's why I said it. <laughs> um... But it also feels very polished, again, 
like it all everything fits really well together um and to me it sounds like it ended up kind of most like what would eventually be on talkie walkie and pocket symphony like that sound yeah so their next albums yeah yeah like this like, I feel it, like this was is the most of what sounds like what those albums end up sounding like yeah i can see that <clears throat> um what about song meaning it's a it, it's pretty straightforward it's about people in the city it's it sounds like it's almost coming from like a children's book or Sesame Street with like how they spell out people in the city, you know, and talking mm-hmm. about what they do. And I feel like, I don't know if I should say this, but it sounds like... Just say it in a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> because we know that English isn't their first language, so... You know, maybe they might have been taking, like, ESL classes and, um, wait, does that make sense? Yeah, let's hear the lyrics and see. (laughs) So they're, like, taking beginner's lessons for English. So, like, they sound like phrases from a, like, Like, learn. Yeah, learning English. Like, C-spot run, but for learning English. Right, so, yeah. And so let's hear some of these lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> this song also reminds me of Have you seen the movie Sabrisky Point? Yeah. A long time ago. I like that movie. Um I first saw it like 2017 so that's I'm still stuck on it but I feel like that because it deals with mass consumerism and modern society and it takes place in LA and Arizona so it kind of it's it could be very much related to this album you do the math but uh, it also reminds me of the film Koyane Skatsu Still got it wrong. You still got it wrong. Koyana <laughs> Skasi. Did I say it right? Sure. Okay. Move on. Um, it's like, yeah, the documentary with the Philip Glass music. And so, specifically, it reminds me of the scene with all the people in the city, obviously. But then I just found out that there's a video of YouTube with the two mixed together already. So, um,. So your thought was shared by somebody very yeah. creative and very artistic enough to put a video on YouTube, Aww. which you didn't do. <laughs> but shout out to whoever <laughs> did that. They're in my mind. It's so nice when your mind, what you're thinking, just already yeah. is done out there. See, you were gonna say something negative, but yeah, I thought of the first iPhone. By the way. <laughs> 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 when I was in elementary school. It's oh. <laughs> so crazy, but it's true. <laughs> because I just wanted a device where you can look up movies and music videos whenever you wanted to. And it's like, that's why I'm so addicted to YouTube now, because that's, that's what I've always wanted since... Oh, that's like, a really sweet Since, story. like, third grade, yeah. Mm. 
Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so, Koyanis oh, <laughs> in your face. Um, uh, as the film, it was uh, director Godfrey Reggio's debut. Um, and it was done between 1975 and 1982. And I think why it's relevant is because it's this apocalyptic version of like the vision of the collision of like different worlds. Yeah. And um, like urban life and technology. Right. And the environment. And that's totally what this album is about. I wonder yeah. if they saw the documentary. <clears throat> but yeah, anyway, Koya Nascati yeah. is a Hopi word that means corrupted and chaotic. Oh, actually, Koyanis means corrupted and chaotic. And the word Katsuki, ka, Katsi, <laughs> means life or existence, literally translating to Koyanis Katsi. Yes. Chaotic life. Sending that, that out into the universe, like we want that. Nobody wants that unless you're a masochist or sadomasochist. I, I disagree. I think that that it's important to have chaos in your life. Oh, but not all the time. No. But it needs to be, it's like yin and yang and good and bad. You can't, you'd never know how good you had it until you experience something bad. Oh, something. I see. I feel that way, but I don't feel like it needs to be chaotic. It's a little too much, but that explains a lot. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting to know you better. Anyway. <laughs> Through this podcast. Yeah. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think the lyrics um, touch upon these themes of dreams and desires and kind of like the cyclical nature of life in the city. You know, I feel yeah. like it's, it's so sped up. It's like you really see, like, people coming into the city and yeah. leaving the city. Um, but, yeah, lines like where every little thing seems like alive it could be like this kind of critique of artificially artificiality um yeah um, or superficiality that's part of city life you know it's like it's really transient people come people go you know yeah. you don't you don't know the people around you yeah and so that's chaotic i mean they came for from versailles and I don't, I don't know how it is there. Like, it's probably very peaceful and suburban. Yeah. It's like Palo Alto, California. Yeah. Well, that's still pretty city, isn't it? No. Oh. I mean, it is, but it's not. Okay, I thought it was. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah. <clears throat> it's like uh, a hamlet. I've lived in um, cities for the last, at least the last... What year are we in? Yeah, for at least the last 10 years almost of my life. And you've probably lived in a lot, like, for the last... Forever. 
Forever. Yeah. So you've never really experienced country life or small Not town long life? long term. I mean, you know, places like going to yeah. Cromo, Colorado for two weeks. Yeah. You know, you get a, a taste of what that would be like. But Yeah. I wouldn't say where I grew up was small town, but it was just like a small bubble. You know, it's not exactly a city, but yeah. <laughs> it was a suburban, suburbia, whatever you want to call it. Suburb. <laughs> That's what you call it. It's a, it was a suburb. Anyway. It's like that kind of, like not quite a girl, not quite a woman <laughs> scenario. Yeah. <laughs> um... Okay, what about the music video? The video was directed by... This is the only song of these three that has a video. Yes. Yes. Otherwise, we would have talked about it in the other songs. Yeah, of course. (laughs) The video was directed by Craig Champion, and it uses a live... I wonder if he directed that, because I wonder if he got to that place in his life, because his last name is Champion. Of Jane Champion? Just because champion, like you're a champion, you're a winner. Not like he was related to no, another, well, think of the another per- champion. Think of the. Think of the champion that didn't do anything with their life. They, the fact that they're a champion means they did something with their life. Oh, so there's just. Let's not even talk about... I'm not even going to include this. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, great champion. Um, and he uses a live performance that Air did at the Mayan Theater, which you've been to, right? Did we go? We Well, I've never oh. gone into I'd it. But I think you have been, to watch because yes. they put on the Mexican wrestling. Yes. Right? That's what you they saw They do there. a lot there. What did you see there? I don't know. I went to like a rave. And oh, I thought you said you saw a Mexican wrestling thing there. No. Oh. But yeah, we've walked by it plenty of times. We have. Um, anyway. So it's, 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 the, the li- it's a live performance at the Mayan Theater in LA, but then it's kind of interspersed with all this random like stop motion photos of random people in downtown LA. Yeah, which I think show like it's it shows the like, realness of downtown. You know, there's people yeah. begging, there's homeless people, there's people shopping, there's, there's clowns, there's clowns, street clowns, there's pigeons, pigeons. Anyway, they did a good job of of taking photos in downtown LA, probably without people's permission. Yeah. Um, no. You really you think that they... Well, they were <laughs> judging by the reactions. Like, I feel like they went up to people and was like, hey, is that all right? It's like, shoot your... your <laughs> Are they from Louisiana? <laughs> Do it right. Okay, hey, is it all right if I um, take some photos of you? It's for a music video that I'm working on. And they were like, okay, yeah. And it's LA. Everybody wants to be there. You have it, folks. (laughs) Never heard before tape of the actual event. (laughs) But um, I actually couldn't find any more information on this video director. So I don't know if he was just like 
maybe a friend of a friend USC student or uh, whatever okay. you know yeah I know <laughs> um, so I feel like they're you know sort of reflecting on urban life and kind of all the interactions that happen, all the emotions. You know, if you're just sitting by yourself in a room, how many emotions can you really, like, cycle through? Oh, I'll tell you. <laughs> I, I do it all. Let's say you're just staring <laughs> off into the corner. That's why. Um, but in a city, it's like you're constantly faced with, you know, people in your face and yeah. having to interact. Anything could and happen. Crowds and anything ha- could happen. So I feel like Scary. you're... Scary. That you're <laughs> stay home. Um, yeah. Yeah. What about remixes? Well, there's two official remixes of this song, and one is by Mojo, and they're a French house duo known for their song "Lady." And this, it's yeah. Um, Can we hear a bit, Lady? Yeah. Okay. I only mention it because. Um, it's one of those songs that got brought back because of social media and TikTok. Oh yeah. So it's weird. Like this, I don't know the song. I don't. There's probably a whole article on it. <laughs> you can tell me later. Anybody can tell. Me. But <laughs> this remix in particular is—it's basically like an elegant. Chassis Bossa Nova remake. Like, I feel like I'm at a, a nice dinner party. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And then, but the second remix is the total opposite because it's it's by Jack LaHanna and it's it's pretty explicit. I think that's why they got the parental advisory on their remix album everybody hurts but yeah it changes the chorus to instead of people in the city it's bitches in the city and it talks about sucking and fucking (laughs) hi mom (laughs) and (laughs) It evokes, like, the early type of 2000 hip-hop. Yeah, like who? Like, um, <laughs> Lil' Kim and, um, oh, who was this? Who, was this? who did the shake that ass? <laughs> show me what you're working with. Yeah, show me what you're working with. Um, not Coolio. Not, who was that? I'm finding that. Look it, <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. It's shake that ass. Yeah, shake that ass. And you know, it's just, and this is around the time of Christina Aguilera's like dirty, so uh, whatever. Mystical. Mystical. I bet your mom had a mystical CD. Hi, mom. My brother did. <laughs> Hi, brother. <laughs> It's 
So from what yeah. you describe as your mom's musical taste, it seems like she'd like mystical. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, of course, there's also the demo version, which lays down the foundation of the album version. about live performances I know that this has been something yeah. we perform a lot over the years yeah I feel like they this performed this song at every tour they've had since um, and I also have a recording which they performed in 2010 at the Fox Theater in Oakland do you have it? I, I have it I'm sorry the quality <clears throat> is not that great but I have it <laughs> There's lots of cool lights and visuals. <laughs> I think that's oh, it. Okay. I think we're done here. I think we're done. <laughs> um, Unless you have anything you want to talk about. Anything else? Do you have any issue? Do you have any other issues <laughs> you'd like to discuss? Do you think I have any other issues? <laughs> I'd rather you tell me. I mean, I'm not as Pluto TV on. <laughs> no, I don't think you do, so... Okay. Um, well, on that note, let's... Um, what's the next uh, <laughs> show? The next show, we'll be discussing tracks. We'll be discussing the rest of the album, <laughs> which is tracks... 9, nine 10, and 11. 11. It's, um, Wonder Milky Bitch. It's that, that's the that's the most popular song from a fan perspective. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll get into that. Yeah. That's just a teaser. A teaser. And Don't Be Light. And then Caramel Prisoner. Oh, God. Uh... All right. Well, that sounds like a lot to look forward to next time. So I'm looking forward to it because it's the end of the album. It's the end of the album, and then we get to go to a new and exciting adventure. We'll, we'll talk about that later. We won't talk about it now. Okay. Bye. Uh. Bye.